Show number 117 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Let's go. All right. First, first, let's tell them the story of Look at His Butt, the lost episode. We recorded an entire episode a couple weeks ago in which we were funny, we told great stories, we talked about news, we played Star Trek Seen It, mm-hmm. and Audacity ate it. <laughs> in, in chunks. In chunks. So it sounded like, and then we should, but you know what really? It was like a bad Skype connection. Yeah, it was and really we were bad. together, live. We were, we were just sitting there, so I don't know what happened, but we're gonna give Audacity another try, mainly because I can't stand wiretap studio or whatever they're calling it now it, it's just earned my ire so i think we'll be okay i think we will too um and we only remember two things from that show mm, that's right <laughs> <laughs> so we'll you know we'll try to get work them in because uh, because we will but we're starting off with our big news oh, with the big news now listeners will know that we well some of us <laughs> that is not me but you <laughs> yes went to the opening of Star Trek Punctuation, the exhibition at the San Jose Tech Museum. Yes, and it, it was actually not the opening. It was the press junket. Oh, it was the press junket. And we were just saying that um, we were talking about it because it's opening um, tonight, actually. Tonight yes. is the first night. It's October 23rd. And um, we were emailing each other and bitching over email about how we hadn't gotten invited to any press events for this thing. And lo, like two hours later, this email shows up saying, hey, there's a press event. It's like, yay. <laughs> and then the night before the press event, we both realize it's at 11 in the morning. <laughs> so some of us, uh-huh. meaning you, yeah. not me, could not go. That's right. I had to work. But I was able to rope a friend of the show, yes, Michael McGee into going with me and Mike and I had so much fun. I'm so jealous. Well, first of all, you know, being with a, a fellow Trekkie mm-hmm. and going to something like this, of course it's going to be fun. But we also found we had tons of other stuff in common and, and you know, so we went to lunch and gab, 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 gab. It was great. We <laughs> both just had a wonderful time. And Mike's picture ended up on the front page of the San Jose Mercury oh, News. How Did I tell you this? No, oh. you didn't tell me that. That's okay, this big picture. I mean, the picture in the story take up a third of the front page of the wow. market. And, um, you know, there's there's Takei and there's um, the two guys, mm-hmm. you know, who were in yeah, the yeah. picture I gave you. And there's Klingons in the background, you know, they're on the bridge. And then, just like in the upper left corner in the background, I said, that's Mike. Oh. And so I wrote to him and, and he said it reminded him of, of when, I forget who it was, one of the Saturday Night Live people used to just put himself in all right. kinds of photos, like Zelig sort of things. So anyway. I took, I wrote down a whole bunch of notes. Oh, good. I'm going to kind of assume that you guys have all gone and listened to the interview mm-hmm. because we, we did post it. It was an exclusive. That's right. Even so, though there were other people pushing microphones in his face, yeah. I was very good at um, getting like 10 minutes. It was him. great. You were so good with him. It was great. So if you haven't listened to that, it's, it's a short episode. It's only about 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So just hit pause right now and go back and listen to it and then come back and listen to the rest of this. When you've done your homework. Yes. Okay, so we we get there, and we go up. We, we came in the front door of the, of the tech, you mm-hmm. know, which has other stuff going on. So there's, like, people buying tickets. And I don't know what about us look. Maybe it was our Klingon ears. I don't know. Um, a lady came up to us and said, are you here for the Star Trek thing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So she takes us through. You said, I can be. Yeah. <laughs> she takes us through, 
like these back hallways Ooh. and there's somebody you know looking up names so it's a good uh -huh. thing I did write and say this is who's coming and they didn't give us badges or anything they said go through that door okay and they told us that with the exception of just a couple people who were actually like working the press thing, mm -hmm. none of the tech staff has been allowed in there yet. Really? Yeah. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So we get in, there's, there's you know, a bunch of people. Uh -huh. And naturally, as is true at every Star Trek event, security is handled by Klingons. <laughs> you know... Were they as lame as the security that was up at the um, con in Sacramento? No, they were a little better. They were probably the same guys, though. And they were actually funny. Oh, that's good. Because um, there were, as I say, a bunch of, of Klingons. And there was also <laughs> a bunch a of Klingons. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, what, what do you call a group of them? An argument of Klingons? Uh, an assault of Klingons? Uh, that's good. I like that one. Okay. Yeah. So there was an assault of Klingons. And there was also, mingling in with them, this guy who looks just like Data, in a Data outfit. Okay. And, uh, and he moves like him. He was really uh -huh. cool. And that Cisco guy, who we've seen before. Oh, yes. The one who looks just like Cisco. More about him later. Yes. They were both there. Uh-huh. So, you know, that was okay. But what was, the reason I thought the Klingons were funny was we kept running into the Klingons as we went through everything. Uh-huh. And they kept calling the guy dressed as Captain Cisco. He was in the dress uniform, the uh -huh. white one with the gold trim. They kept calling him the waiter. <laughs> and saying, yes, the waiter will take your picture, you know. <laughs> so I got a kick out of that. That's that was like good. the cleverest thing I've ever seen or heard a Klingon say. That's great. So anyway, I got um, a card from Cisco. Oh. And his name is Brandon Westall Toller. Uh-huh. Here's his card. But he and a guy who... <laughs> his email address is E. Emissary. Yes. That's awesome. Um, he and a guy who does Picard and, and uh -huh. looks like him have started like this sort of business. I went and looked it up online. It's called Captain's Table. And I got that card. Two captains, one mission, a new experience. And so you go look at it and it's... It, it's something they're trying to get going where apparently you hire them and this space for events and you have dinner with these two captains and, and shit going on. So anyway, <laughs> you can go look at that too. I thought, okay. oh, that's kind of, you know, it's a good way of making that's some money true. off your, that's very your, interesting. Uh, your obsession, which I am in, 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 uh, in great favor of. So this, there's, I see on the card that there's a woman. Does she do Janeway? No, no. I, I think she's probably like the business oh, end of it business. or something. Okay, that's cool. That's very so, cool. So anyway, finally the Klingons order us to go to this, you know, this one area. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's all these these noises, you uh -huh. know, the Star Trek noises. Bing, bop, and everything going on the whole time. And uh, so finally the two, the two guys come out and tell us who they are. Mm -hmm. They're the president of the tech and the president of Team San Jose mm -hmm. or something. And they're going to introduce Takei. Uh-huh. But they're putting scotch tape around <gasps> their fingers so they can do the... Oh, God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty cute. So um, they introduce him, and they, they said it twice. So I'm assuming this is not a mistake. They announced him as... Captain Sulu. Really? And I turned to Mike. I said, do you think that's in his contract? 
Because, you know, they, they they put everything in. He's not a lieutenant anymore. No, and he better oh. not be Mr. Sulu or Commander Sulu or anything. Oh, that's He's really... Captain. Captain Sulu. Captain. So, Captain. Captain Sulu came out and talked, and it was the usual boring stuff about... And it's so wonderful, Star Trek, the optimism and the reflection of Starship Earth and quack, 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 yeah. you know. And then, you know, we all got to, like... Um, well, for a while we sort of hung out, and mm -hmm. so I pushed ahead of some other reporters. Oh, good, good for you. To uh, to talk to them, you know, and because uh, I good told work. Mike, I realized that real reporters don't wait in line and raise their hand. That's right. Yeah, you just go up to the person and, and yeah. put the mic in his yeah. face, and uh, well done. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Well done, <laughs> yes. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Um, so that was, you know, the first little part of the, the interview, uh -huh. and then the people in charge of it announced, well, you know, let's all go through the. Exhibit the wormhole. Yes. Yeah <laughs> So the first place we went was uh, the bridge which is completely open You can go around and do everything which is when it clicked to me. This ain't the real bridge. Yeah Everything that's real a genuine artifact costume, whatever it's is under glass. glass. Yeah um, Makes sense to but me. But they had these things that were built to the original specifications uh -huh. So you can you know hang out in them uh -huh. and uh, so on the bridge was where I got Oh no, I didn't. I didn't talk to him again on the bridge. But so you know, everybody's taking turns taking their pictures in the captain's chair. Did you sit in the captain's of chair? Of course I did. Of course I did. I have pictures, oh. and Mike sat in the captain's chair, looking very captainly. And then later we came back to there, and uh, somebody was taking pictures of the Klingons on the bridge. Ah. And the waiter, I think. The waiter, yeah. And so Mike and I got into the, the navigation and, and mm -hmm. pilot positions. And mostly I wanted to do this so I could see if the astrogator would really <laughs> allow you to lay across it yeah. and, and give a blowjob. And I said something to Mike because oh. other people were there and we were like waiting our uh -huh. turn. And uh, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm researching this. So I need to get photos. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, is there anything I can do to help? And I said, do you want to give a Klingon a blowjob? And he said, no. And I said, do you want to cling on to give you a blowjob? Uh -huh. And he said, no. So couldn't do that. But the, yeah, the astrogator they had there, uh -huh. and I think they built it this way. They say they built the specifications, but they heard our speculation. Mm -hmm. Is Yeah, it would have been quite a trick to... To go across it? You'd have to be really like laying on it, but... You know, he, maybe he was laying on it? Maybe he know. was. I don't know. So, so don't anyway, know. so we did, we did that, and... Uh, you know, so we're going through, and um, we sort of separated. Mm -hmm. And I came around one corner, and I went, because oh! there's the Guardian of Forever. And it's all lighting up and saying, um, hello, or whatever the thing says. <laughs> yeah. You know, greetings, I have waited for you. Like, you know, I'm late uh -huh. or something. And so uh, then I saw Mike coming up, and he's still looking at something else. And I went, Mike, look. And he goes, oh! <laughs> so of course we both took pictures of ourselves uh -huh. you know going through the guardian of forever and that was pretty cool then you go on to the next thing and we saw now this was behind glass but um it was apparently picard's rumpus room oh because it's got it it's got furniture kind of like robin laura petrie's <laughs> living room <laughs> and it's got a little coffee table in front in uh -huh. front of the sofa and a bottle of Chateau Picard. Oh, so I took a picture of that. Did it have the fish tank with the fish in it? Oh, I didn't notice oh, okay. that there were fish. Also, I noticed that in the windows, the stars weren't moving. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, here's another thing. This is another way I figured out, okay, this ain't the real place. Yeah. Is um, 
as you're walking past the hallways and everything, there weren't cute little sayings, oh, um, you know, like you pointed like out to me. Yeah. Yes, and I, you know, pointed that out to Mike, too. So that was cool. So then come around, and there's the transporter platform. <gasps> and um, Did it work? Well, this is what I have to tell you. <laughs> did work okay cool so you know there's these these two people we apparently were sort of like two minutes behind because we kept mm -hmm. seeing them at every every single thing and they're taking pictures of each other and the Klingon standing there you know mm -hmm. making smart remarks and uh, and I noticed that uh, when the, the woman got up there she goes and stands in the middle mm -hmm. and I went that's not where you stand <laughs> I didn't say anything but so she's standing there and I thought well I'll go over behind the console and see what's happening <laughs> You were going to send her somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's little gumdrop buttons uh -huh. and everything, just like always. But there's this big green button. Yeah. On a metal thing with a huge cable running off it. I went, well, this button really does something, you uh -huh. know. So I, you know, push it. Okay. I really did not expect her to go anywhere. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. noise or something uh -huh. you know, a stupid button does nothing you know so then you know I take a picture of Mike and then Mike's gonna take a picture of me so I get up there and I stand in the right spot which mm -hmm. the Klingon notice goes well at least she knows where to stand <laughs> you know and um, that's when I realized because by then one of the people who works at the tech was behind uh -huh. the console that when you're standing there you see across the room this TV monitor yeah and when they hit the button you beam <gasps> out Oh, and that's then you cool. come back. So I did send her. You sent her somewhere. I sent her wow. out into the Ethernet. Yeah. So so um. That's very cool. <laughs> so that was that. Then, um, we come around to this like large open area that really looked like they needed to put more stuff in it. But that's when I <laughs> talked to Takay again uh -huh. for you know quite some time, and they had two rides. One, now remember when we went to Vegas and yeah. did the, the Borg yeah, yeah. invasion ride, yeah. you know? That was like huge. You could get was, 40 people oh, in Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Well, they have a little version of that. Interesting. And, it, you know, I saw it moving. And, you know, uh -huh. it's like the same thing. And somebody told me who was riding it. It was the Borg thing. Well, there's another one. And um, it's got two seats in it. And the two people we kept running into, mm -hmm. you know, are getting in the seats and these two guys who work there, okay, you got to be strapped in like this and you got to have this down. And I'm like, wow, what's going to happen to them? You know, yeah. and Mike and I are standing there, you know, talking yeah. and laughing, having a good time. So the, the two guys get them all hooked in and then they get out and they close it up. So it's like a big egg. Uh-huh. I'm going, I don't want to get in that thing, but I'm going, what, what does it do? What can it possibly do? So the two guys get off, and they go over to a computer screen, and, you know, they hit a few buttons, and then they start talking to other people and laughing. And I'm noticing nothing is happening at the Big Egg. Uh -huh. So I'm going, is it a, what, a sensory deprivation thing? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? So after, like, a minute. So can I just tell you right now, the best ending to this story would be, and then they opened it, and there was no one in there. <laughs> but I know you're not going to say it, but I just had to get that out no, there. No, that's what we were worried about. You know, maybe that's where you actually transport to and from, to the egg. So after about a minute, I said, is it supposed to do something? And the two guys went, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> so they both go back to the computer and start hitting more buttons and lights are going on in the computer. And nothing's happening with the egg. And uh, they're just hitting buttons. And 
I'm thinking in a minute they're going to go knock on it and say, can you, can you open it from the inside or something? But so we're talking to other people, mm-hmm. and um, somebody said, oh, well, you know, what does it do? I want to do it. Yeah. And one of the girls who worked there said, no, this is the last one we're doing because then we're all getting training. And I said, in how to work it? And she goes, yeah. And I said, from those two guys? <laughs> and she started laughing. So finally they just opened it uh-huh. and the, the people came out and said well you know oh well we did something wrong. Not sorry nothing's happening so they help them out and that's it but later i looked over mm-hmm. and somebody told me it's supposed to be like a flight simulator type exercise mm-hmm. and the the egg is on one of those big arms so it spins you over and over like I, that i have a very surprised look on my face right I now know, <laughs> i know i was like okay i'm really glad i did wow. not get in there but Okay, the gift shop was open. <gasps> the gift shop. Yes, and I did buy you a piece of crap, but Ooh. I got to tell you what they had. Um, something we don't have, and I've never seen before, <gasps> Star Trek Christmas lights. It's a string of lights. Yeah. It probably only eight lights, but on each of the 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 balls, the light part, there's a a picture, like a, a you know a, of of Kirk and of um. Uhura. We saw that. We did. We saw that. Oh my God, where did we see it? I think we saw that backstage at Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. Remember? And we had never seen it before. That was the thing. We were very excited because we had never, ever seen that before. But yes, that's where You're we You're right. Saw it. Well, you can buy it at the tech. Ooh. Also, they have a... Um, oh, well, they, and I did take a picture of this, but it was... Um, it was a Kirk doll, mm-hmm. like in his chair, uh-huh. you know, and there's a picture of Shatner as Kirk down in the corner of the cardboard box, mm-hmm. and then over on the other side on the corner, it says, try me. <laughs> God, you read my mind, you know. Oh, man. And I did take several pictures uh. to make sure I got the part that said, try me. Uh. So you stick your finger through, through the plastic. And hit the buttons on the chair. Uh-huh. And when you hit this one button, it's the only one that does anything. Um, like lights go off and everything, and it's it says, this is Captain Kirk of the Star Trek Enterprise. And that's it. It doesn't say other things. I hit it several times. Say, come sit on my lap. Uh, yeah, but the, the try me. Try me. That's great. It was, was a real good crack that's up. That's hilarious. Uh, they also had the Starship Enterprise in a snow globe. <laughs> Now remember, we've been saying they need yes. that, and it's it's a cool snow globe. It's it's a quality one. <laughs> um, you know, when you shake it, yeah. it's little silver things, oh. so it's like stars, and it also lights up. Oh, that's nice. But I gotta tell you, it doesn't have the genuineness and warmth mm-hmm. of the crap globs of snow globe that I made you. Oh, I love that thing. Yeah, yes, it's great. And uh, I was telling Mike about this piece of crap I made you that you have on your desk. Yeah. He was greatly impressed. So let me reach over here and oh. find your... Well, here's uh, the poster. Oh, wow. Because they Ooh. were giving us those. That's pretty. I like that. And, okay, close your eyes. All right. Just a second. Let me put the poster down. Okay. Oh. Eyes are closed. Okay. Should I hold out my hand? Yes. Now it's in your hand. It's in um, you plastic. You can open your eyes. It's a Rubik's Cube with pictures of the cast on it. Wow, this yeah. is awesome. And it's a, it's a keychain. It's a keychain, too. It's a small Rubik's Cube. Yes. 
And, of course, Captain Kirk is right on the front. Of course he so, is. So let's see. Captain Kirk, Uhura, Sulu, McCoy. It says Star Trek on the bottom, and I'm guessing Spock is on the back. Well, here's a picture on the back so you can see Oh, yeah, everyone. so Spock is on the back. This is awesome. It says Puzzle Cube Clip. I don't see how it could be a clip because there is no clippy thing on it. Well, but it's a puzzle cube. It's a key sure. ring. It's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, here's the thing, and afterwards, I still have more to tell you about, but... I said to Mike, this has been a very successful look at his butt outing because, oh, yeah. well, you know, there was Star Trek, we talked to interesting people, and we bought crap, which... Always. Always. Oh, this is so great. they had a lot of crap, most of which we had. They, they had the Pez dispensers, mm -hmm. uh, all, all kinds of stuff. Now, I have to tell you, I overheard George Takei answering a question for some other mm -hmm. reporter, and... Uh, Somebody had, had said, um, is this the real captain's chair? And mm -hmm. that's when they were explaining, no, this is a replica, you know, built, and blah, 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 blah. And Takei goes, I'll tell you who has yeah. the real captain's chair. And he launches into this story about Paul Allen of yes, Microsoft, yes, yes. Uh -huh, you know, who uh -huh. bid and got it. But here's the funny part, and I didn't correct him. He kept calling him Peter Allen. <gasps> <laughs> and I thought, George, if you weren't already out, you found <laughs> yourself yeah. now. But the idea of the spangliest entertainer since Liberace really? owning the real captain's <laughs> chair just was... Can you imagine Peter Allen sitting in the captain's chair? <laughs> in, his, like in his gold hot pants. In his gold hot pants. And I was just like... <clears throat> That's great. Um, can I just point out, I'm looking at this, the beautiful packaging for Star mm -hmm. Trek, the Puzzle Cube clip, is made by a company called Rabbit Tanaka. I'm not making that up. Okay. And they made a lot of the stuff that was there, I'm pretty sure. What an odd name for a company. Rabbit Tanaka. They're in Fort Worth, Texas. His phone number. You can call them. I'm going to ask them why they're called Rabbit Tanaka. Yeah. Anyway, this is great. Okay. So, um, I, I wanted to point out a couple things that came up afterwards, and then I want to tell you about the last person we met. Okay. When we were driving down there... Mm -hmm. Um, just as we were looking for parking, I said to Mike, have you prepared any questions? He said, no. So I told him, you know, a couple I thought of, which I did use in the interview. And he was the one who told me he had heard that the way the feud between Shatner oh, and Takei yeah, started yeah. was in filming of Naked Time mm -hmm. that Shatner threw him down very roughly. Yes. <laughs> and I did ask George, and, and George said no. But Mike sent me an email later. And here's what he said. By the way, I watched that part in Naked Time again. He is my type of Star Trek look at his butt fan, you know. Goes straight to the research. Um, yes, excuse me, Spock does give Sulu a neck pinch, which mm -hmm. is what Takei said. But Bill still has a hold of him, and it looks like he does push him very roughly to the floor. However, it's possible that it just looks this way because Takei is going to fall anyway and gravity does the rest, making Bill's treatment of him look worse than it actually is. Just the same, I can easily see how people might think this was overly brutal and how it could start these rumors. So it's probably a good thing you asked him that question because it'll help put those rumors to rest. That's awesome. Yeah. That is really great. Well, you know, um, it was an interesting question, and I don't know that I personally had heard that story. I hadn't. Um, and maybe Mike made it up, but it was good. No, it, it was a very good question, but uh, it occurred to me that it probably wouldn't be true if only because Naked Time was early in the first season. Yeah, it's like the third episode it, or Yeah, something. that they filmed, and it, it seemed like that would be way too early because 
nothing had happened at that point. I uh -huh. mean, there, there were no conflicts on the set because they had just started filming. Right. So there wasn't time for these things to start emerging and for, you know, personalities to come into conflict. So that it just seemed like if that had happened in the third season, yeah, I could imagine it then, but not right at the beginning of the first season. Okay, good point. So here's another thing. Now, mm -hmm. as, as you know, in the interview, um, George was doing his usual thing about, you know, when any of us got our walk on our star on the Walk of Fame and Grauman or whatever, you know, Bill mm -hmm. wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what somebody on the BBS, the Trek BBS, pointed out, and I think this is great. It says, one thing I've never been able to understand. George complained that Bill wasn't there when he got his star. But he wasn't there when Bill got his. <laughs> Leonard and Nick Meyer were the only Trek people there. I know I took pictures. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well. <clears throat> now, I have to tell you just a couple more things, and then I'll tell you the person we met last. Okay. Um, when I was interviewing George, and I wanted to ask him about this, you know, did it happen during Naked Time? I suddenly had this incredible bonding with the two guys who made Free Enterprise. Because <laughs> remember them tell or them telling the story about not when they were approaching Shatner trying to hire him, they didn't want him to know they're drooling Trek yeah. geeks. Yeah. And it suddenly occurred to me, I don't want to sound like a drooling Trek geek. Mm -hmm. So that's why I didn't say in the episode The Naked Time, <laughs> I said, I heard this rumor in doing my research, and then you can hear somebody in the background going, Yeah, yeah, it's naked time. <laughs> uh, in episode 46 of yeah. three. <laughs> I didn't even reach the relevant <laughs> conundrum. Okay, so after my, my last segment with Takei, where I got uh -huh. him talking about the feud, when I got him talking about that, people started gathering around. So there were a number of people now mm -hmm. listening to this. So after the, the um, exhibit people like took him away, come along, we have to move along uh -huh. now, you know. And so off they go, and I figured my day's over. Um, this young man who works at the tech, mm -hmm. who had been introduced to Takei very early because he's, they said he knows everything about Star Trek. He came up and started talking to Mike and myself, Ooh. and his name, well, I have his card, but luckily I do remember his name. Okay, he's a super Trekkie, and he's young. Uh -huh. What do you think his name was? Brandon. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and you said, Brandon, it's all real. <laughs> No, I didn't. But afterwards, I said to Mike, that's so cool that his name is Brandon, just like Galaxy Quest. <laughs> but Brandon is a really nice guy, and he had a great idea. Ooh, let's and I think we need to push it. He's going to push it, mm -hmm. and we need to push it. He's, he said, you know, there's a convention in uh, San Francisco in January. I said, yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. Con, yeah, yeah. You know? And See, Bill's I mean, going to be there. Brandon and I were, were clicking. Well, this thing that at the tech is supposed to run until January 3rd, but, you know, it may extend mm -hmm. if there's a lot. And his great idea is, wouldn't it be great if after the convention, if George is there, if they got George and Bill to come down <gasps> to the tech, oh, stand on the bridge, yeah, shake, shake hands. hands, and say that's the end of it. I said, oh, Brandon, that's such a great idea. And I said, can you tell that to the higher-ups here at the tech? I mean, it would be a win-win. I mean, it's great publicity for that's them awesome. and, and the whole thing. And I said, you know, my good friend Lena, you know, mm -hmm. she 
knows people at Creation Con right. because you've gotten us press passes. And I said, we, you know, we will yeah. tell them this fabulous idea. You need to work on this. Mm -hmm. So um, I have Brandon's card, too. <gasps> That's awesome. We so, should definitely work on that. That would be a great idea. Isn't it? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Big story, yes. Big story. Cool. I know. It, it, was, it was just wonderful. Also, we met a woman. Her name is a young woman, Ingfei Chen, and she is a writer. She writes for Via Magazine, which is the AAA oh, magazine. Yes, yes. I get that. I do too. And and we're like, oh, so you're covering this? And she goes, well, actually, I'm here trying to make sure that what I write wrote was accurate. <laughs> she could have just showed it to us. Yeah, because <laughs> she had to send in her 120 yeah. words yeah. like last week or yeah. something. So I thought that was pretty cute. But anyway, um, the really nice thing about doing this as part of the press junket uh -huh. was there were fewer than 100 people. And so you weren't crowded. You yeah. could fiddle around and, you know, mm -hmm. that whole thing. But I got to tell you, as an exhibit, I know when they had it all together on the Queen Mary, it was a big deal. Well, they've broken it up into smaller yeah. things. Um, I have to honestly say, as just an exhibit, the Vegas thing was much better, mm. as was the, um, the thing we did in Hollywood where we yeah. went on the set. And... Uh, I was even more excited at the Museum of Science Fiction up in mm. Seattle. Uh -huh. But still, because they did build these replicas and you can do these photo ops for yourself, and I didn't stop and look at all the artifacts and costumes because mm -hmm. I knew you and I would be going mm -hmm. back and doing all that together. Um, it, it's still worth it, but it is not anywhere near as, as big and, and full of stuff as we thought. Now, here's two other pieces of news, though. They are having... And, and I think it starts today. They're at the tech in their IMAX theater. They are showing the new movie. Oh, really? So if you want to have more of the Star Trek uh -huh. experience there. And I just read in the paper yesterday that um, the Pagoda Museum, or Pagoda, Pagoda Restaurant, uh -huh. that is in downtown San Jose, I believe at the Fairmont, which is just down the street from mm -hmm. the tech, all through this is having a special thing called Star Trek The Culinary Experience. <laughs> And I haven't had time to go research it and see if they're serving us that crap Romulan ale. Yeah. Or plumbing soup, maybe. Plumbing soup. I don't. I don't know. But I'm thinking when we go, we got to find out how much that costs. Oh, we should. And, uh, hey, if they had Ractagino, I'd get some of that. <laughs> so you know, that's another thing to check out. You could really have a super uh, Star Trek in San Jose day. Yeah. If you if you wanted to. That's pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> I will say that. Um, for, to further enhance your Star Trekian experience, um, the offices of Adobe are down there. They're yes. actually right down the street from yes. where the Tech Museum is. Like Kitty Corner. Like, yeah, and I've been there many times for work, and the lobby of the building looks like a Star Trek set because they've done it in a very minimalist fashion with this weird Star Trek furniture. Yeah, I've it's, been there. Yeah, it doesn't it look like you're in yes. there? It's like, this is strange. i got to tell you the thing we saw just as we were leaving, mm -hmm. though. When we first came in, we were in this bunch of people, you know, and then the Klingons moved us over and George came out and everything. But when we were leaving, it was really just Mike and I. Mm -hmm. And I looked down and went, oh, my God, and I did take a picture of it. Um, and actually, can you vamp for a second? And oh. I will bring the photo up because you're going to go, oh, yeah. my God. Well, um, I will just say, in fact, now I'm remembering now that the furniture in the Adobe lobby is the same two chairs that were in the apartment um, of um, Counselor Troy <laughs> in that episode of Voyager that she was in. 
was I guess was it the last episode or the second to the last episode? She was in Voyager. Yeah, she. Yeah, it was it was with Barclay. It was her and Barclay. Oh, oh, I know which one you mean. Yeah, and and it was the same chairs that she had furnishing her apartment, and I remember it very particularly because I had seen that episode, and um, then I was in this the lot the lobby, and I was like, these are those chairs. <laughs> Okay, Weird. so yes. when it was just Mike and I, yes. we looked down yeah. and saw Star Trek, the carpet. <laughs> is that a projection, or is that really on the carpet? I didn't think to check. <laughs> We're going to have to check when we go back. Yeah. Star Trek, the carpet. <laughs> is it Star Trek punctuation, the carpet? I, you... I just said, oh, look, Mike, it's Star Trek, the carpet. And he said, you got to bill it that way. So we can do whatever punctuation we want. Right. For those of you who aren't seeing what's on my screen right now, it's a picture of the carpet with what could be a, a light projection or could be in the carpet, the words Star Trek in the Trek and font. And a badge. With the big um, Federation yeah. Well, we'll, we'll put that up thing. on the blog for this show. That'll okay. be the image that goes because, with the show. Because uh, Star Trek, the carpet, that's, that's you know. That's awesome. That is pretty, pretty darn awesome. <laughs> Let's take a break. Yes. This was fascinating. Thank you so much for taking such good notes and for <laughs> collecting all these stories. You did a fantastic well, job. Well, as you can tell, it was a labor of love. Oh, oh it was so much fun. It's awesome. So we'll take a little break, and then we'll be back with even more fun stuff. Maybe the waiter will bring us some snacks. Uh, or maybe the dog will bring us some He's snacks. About he to wants break to get in. Door. I know. I can hear him. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Have you looked at his butt lately? Drop us a line. Email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. Comments to lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with Audacity and GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. you found the best podcasts in the universe. So while we're on the subject of Star Trek crap, we love Star Trek crap. <clears throat> we have more crap to talk about. Yes. Now, first of all, we got an email from a good friend of ours who we haven't heard from in quite a while, Jamie Dunst. Oh, yes. Okay. And here's what he says. Hey, ladies. So I was at Atlantic City during the Memorial Day weekend. Oh, we're really late. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as my wife and I were at one of the casinos, she pointed out a Star Trek-themed casino. It was pretty cool, and I think I might be it might be fairly new as all the other casinos were advertising it pretty heavily. Basically, <clears throat> you sit in a kind of captain's chair and it more or less plays like most slot machines. <laughs> I'm sure Bill would love a captain's chair with a slot machine. Although this one has Star Trek themed items that you have to match. It's also a TOS themed slot machine. Oh, that's good. So it has items you have to match like Kirk, Spock, McCoy, phasers, and other TOS items. There's also sound clips from the original show, stills from the show, and even clips. Wow. That's I don't think cool. I could gamble. I'd be... Uh, that's very <laughs> elaborate, yeah. I saw there were two bonus games, one that has to do with the Enterprise that I didn't play, and another one where you beam down to a planet. Now, I don't understand how this is a slot machine anymore. <laughs> 
and have to use your phaser on various objects for extra points. I'm sending you links to pictures and videos so you can see for yourself. Wow. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And then he, he finished up by saying, so I thought you would be interested well, in that. Well, of course we are. So um, let's see. Looks like some YouTube videos. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, it's, someone has taken a video of the thing. It's a triple bonus game. Oh, and it's Fill the screen. Eight free spins with increasing multipliers. Wow. That's wacky. Of course, this is making for bad podcasting since people can't actually yeah, see Yeah, okay, it. so I'll stop it. But um, we're going to put some of those links up. We should put all of those links okay, up. That's the, pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so thank you, um, Jamie, for checking that out. I still don't understand quite how it's gambling. It, but um, It looks like a video game. It doesn't look like a slot machine. It does not look like a gambling device. Well, we're going to have to look at the other pictures. Yeah. Because he did take pictures. And so that's, that is excellent reporting, Jamie. You told us your experience. You gave us pictures. You gave us links to YouTube stuff. So can't beat that fantastic um you know i haven't been to atlantic city in a thousand years but me um, neither okay so here's another thing and this is much newer this was just the other day on trek today and it is oh my god <laughs> oh my god that uh, you know that's filthy i have to say okay folks this is a vulcan flash drive <laughs> The famous Vulcan salute is now the basis for a new flash drive. With the holidays approaching, another cool gadget to give to the techie Star Trek fan is a Vulcan USB flash drive. The case for the flash drive is based on the split finger. <laughs> Live long and prosper Vulcan greeting well known to Star Trek fans. The USB flash drive has 2 gigabytes of memory and sells for $35.95. You know what it looks like? What? Those things you would see in the windows of stores in Times Square of the, the, the finger that was just, you know, doing this. Yeah. And the, it was supposed to be like a creepy finger for uh -huh. Halloween, but we're going, no, that's not a Halloween toy. That's a sex, sex toy. Sex yes. toy. So uh, to describe it, it is um, probably, I, I guess it's the size you would expect for a flash drive. But if it were full size, it would be a hand sort of up to mid forearm yeah. in a Vulcan salute with the fingers pretty well splayed out. But it's black. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's made out of black silicone. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> Which what... is why it looks like a sex toy. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a big dildo to me. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. So when do you think we get the, um, the double-ridged Vulcan penis uh, flash, flash drive? drive. I, somebody's probably making it right now. <laughs> Can I just tell you a funny, uh, uh, as a tangent to this? Yes. So, you know, I watch Mythbusters all the time. Oh, of course. And on one episode of Mythbusters, um, they were going to test whether, uh, if you're in shark-infested waters, if a shark comes to you, if you punch the shark, if it will make it go away. And it turns out it actually does sort of work. And what they tried to do was to um, have... They didn't want to endanger a person, so they wanted to make a fake punching machine. Oh, so they wait, had to I am just picturing the Bugs Bunny thing on the... It's, it's, <laughs> it's like that, yeah. It was, it was very much a Rube Goldberg sort of thing. Okay. But rather than make um, fists, they went down to one of the sex shops on Castro and got the, um, the dildos that you use that are in the shapes of hands 
basically for fisting. Yes, I've that seen are made them. out of black, and that's what they had on the show. And did I was, they say that's what it was? And went, oh. they didn't. And but they were showing them, and it was like if you knew what that was. I was sitting there in my living room, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're showing this on television." They're fisting a shark. They're fisting a shark, and of course, on the show, they know what it is, and you could see them sort of like covering their mouths, smirking. <laughs> I mean, they make good fists, but still, if you knew what that was, it was like, I cannot believe they are showing that on television. Maybe the shark, you know, was kind of taking one for the team and, and sort of went off going, I can't believe they hit me with a fisting fist. My God. He went and told the other sharks. They're like, you're so full of shit. No, no, go see it. Go, go see, see it. It's guys. over there. Look, it's made out of black silicone. <laughs> So, anyway, I, uh, every time I see that episode, it just makes me laugh and laugh. Well. <laughs> yes, what was okay, our next piece of crap? Okay, here's our next piece, our, our third and last piece of crap. This came from our good friend Shannon, and she says, is it wrong that I want one? And this is on Think, what it is. Think Geek. So, let me get that copied, and Sorry. I'm going to bring it up. Oh, I love Think Geek. <gasps> oh, I want one too. Oh, so do I. <laughs> it is the Star Trek Starfleet Academy. <laughs> Let me start again. The Star Trek Starfleet Academy Titanium Spork. Spork. It's awesome. And here's what it says to boldly eat. <laughs> Look at this picture of a guy holding one. He's in the yeah, uniform. He's and he's got a phaser. Cadet McCoy's spork. Oh. Okay, you've made the, the big decision. You could work in the shipyards. You could be a lounge singer. But no, you've chosen to enlist in Starfleet Academy. Here's what you have to look forward to. Tons of studying, lots of friends, maybe a case of space acne, and oh, so much more. You also can expect one of the most mind-blowing orientation sessions ever. Probably true. You'll get your dorm and roommate assignments, your class schedule, your academic advisor, and your titanium spork. We kid you not. We've always told folks that the titanium spork was the utensil of the future. <laughs> and now, after we yanked a bunch through a chronosynclastic infundibulum, we have the proof to, um, well, prove it. The Star Trek Starfleet Academy titanium spork. Are the official sporks of Starfleet Academy, and they have the laser engravings to prove it. The official spork. <laughs> Great. Let's see what else do they it say. It just goes on and on, doesn't it? Oh wow! <laughs> it's just about the coolest Starfleet Star Trek collectible ever because it is fully functional. Yeah, you can eat with it. You can use it. Just like the one Kirk used while a student. Perhaps even while planning to cheat at the Kobayashi Maru <gasps> scenario. These are laser engraved. Okay, get this special edition spork, and it comes in special collector's packaging, and um, it is six and a quarter inches long and 1.5 inches at its widest point. Man, that's a pretty big spork. It is a big spork. Well, well you can see in his hand. I mean, it's a sizable thing. It's it's huge. So, um, wait, here, additional images. Let's see what we get. Oh, it comes Ooh. In, a, in an envelope. That's the special packaging. Yeah, it says Star Trek on it. Your fellow smart masses also bought tunic tees, what happens in the holodeck tee? Okay, the spork. And the outdoor LCD window <laughs> thermometer, which we could not live with. Customer action shots. Oh. Oh, there's one in a pile of noodles. <laughs> At first, it kind of grossed me <laughs> out. The title. 
ramen in space. <laughs> and here's one called Trouble You for a Tribble. They're, they're using it to... Stab a tribble, maybe? To, yeah. Or try to scoop one up. I guess so. I like ramen in space, though. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That is pretty good. So, Christmas is coming, it's folks. It's true. It's a good gift. And who can't... Who doesn't need a, a spork? A sporks are so useful. It's I true. mean, if you if you camp, yeah, or um, or eat. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of holidays, I will interject that um, our good friend Logan uh -huh. and his boyfriend Christian are going out for Halloween this year dressed as Kirk and Spock from the new movie. Oh. And um, I got to hear the story of it because Logan was saying to me, you know, so I was re he says I was researching. All these costumes online, and you know they have the the cheap ones for about nineteen ninety nine, and then they have the slightly better ones for about thirty five ninety nine, and then they have the really really nice ones that are like sixty bucks. Guess which ones we had to get? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me guess that um, Logan is going as Kirk. No, <gasps> Christian's going as Kirk, and Logan's going as Spock. Wow. I can't wait to see what they're going to look like. Oh, yeah. I Those definitely want pictures. Good. Yeah. But anyway. So apparently that's a very popular um, costume for Halloween this year. Mm -hmm. it's from the new movie. So the, the costumes look like the movie thing. You right. Know? They have um, they come with black turtlenecks or whatever underneath them. And then the material is more um, kind of shimmery. Mm -hmm. Not like original series. But, yeah. Anyway. Just wanted to pass uh, that along. Do the more expensive so. ones come with built-in lens flare? No, I'll have to ask him. I he think, and you know, I think that um, I don't think they come with the pants. I think they come. It's the tunic, and for the Spock thing, it comes with ears and a wig. Maybe they do come with pants. I really don't know. I'll have to ask. Okay, I'll, I'll get more information on that. But you know, the pants are going to be too loose, like they were in the movie. You need to have them taken in. Yeah. Yeah. Have those special butt darts. Butt darts. <gasps> Ooh. Just think. Here was Bill having butt darts put in his pants long before Spanx or any oh, yeah. of those things. Well, oh, he is so futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have more Trek crap? Um, let me see. You have all the. You have the list. You well, nothing that's list. actual objects. Um, th some things are are. Oh wait, no, I forgot about this. Oh my God, what Trekkie doesn't need this? The Klingon language keyboard. <laughs> Klingon secretaries, take a memo. A new Klingon keyboard has been developed with characters from the Klingon language on the keys. Do you need to update your friends and enemies about the latest successful mission against the Federation or other worthy adversaries? Then the Klingon keyboard is for you! Oh, wow. Features 26 keys featuring characters from the... Or Klingon alphabet. Uh -huh. For those in the Empire who care, mostly surgically altered spies, a Vulcan version of the keyboard <gasps> will be forthcoming oh, if sales of wow. the Klingon keyboard are good. The keyboard is priced at uh, 43 pounds, 71.35 United States. What was the Klingon word for ouch again? <laughs> so here's a, a little picture wow. of it. So I'm guessing that it doesn't actually, when you type, you know, it just appears in English on your screen. I think it would be fairly useless if, it, yeah, yeah, if it translated everything into, into Klingon, Klingon font. Right. So basically. Fuck you, Helvetica. <laughs> I've got Klingon font. <laughs> so 
if you're a touch typist, it just doesn't matter. You'd have it to be cool. <laughs> Can you imagine giving it to someone who wasn't a touch typist? That would really Here, I heard you them. wanted to learn how to type. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, with Christmas coming, the Star Trek crap is just coming out of the wall. It's true. We still haven't tried that Romulan ale. It's too late at night to try it now. I'm scared of it. Well, I think we have to try it at some point. Yeah. Our, our friend Maynard says that it's good mixed with vodka. <laughs> yeah, but I think our friend Maynard will drink anything mixed with well, vodka. That's probably he probably true. even eats Australian brownies, <laughs> and we know how bad those are. So, is there going to be a bunch of cute Christmas postcards like there used to be kittens on the keys, and now there'll be Klingon on the keys? <laughs> No? I don't know. It could be. Well, anyway, I think that does run through my list of Star Trek crap. Let me quickly scan. Um, Boy, I, we're going to be having a full-time job just keeping up with the Christmas crap, I think. I swear to you, with the news from Bill, with, you know, the, the Trek exhibit going on and, mm -hmm. and therefore other related events, Creation Con coming up, plus all this other stuff, we could do a show every day. It's true. We'd never run out of stuff to talk about. Never, never. Um, I, I will um, plug two things right now. One is that uh, I went to an event in San Francisco earlier this week called Wootstock. And I went because it was organized partly by Will Wheaton. And Adam Savage from uh, Mythbusters was there. And some other events that were really, really good. And so I think they're planning on doing more of them. So if you like that kind of really good geeky humor, I would strongly suggest that you go see it. It wasn't that expensive. And there weren't that many people. There were probably 300 people. Oh, but cool. it was good. And Will Wheaton read I like smaller Yeah, events. it was good. It was at the um, Swedish American Hall in San Francisco, which is above Café du Nord. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Swedish American so Hall. That was good. Um, and Will Wheaton read a story from his Just a Geek book, which was very good, performed well. Uh -huh. So I had a very, very good time there. Um, I did another interesting thing earlier in the week was that I participated in a um, podcast thing which was organized by some other guys who have a comics podcast. So I do a comics podcast somewhat irregularly, and they asked me to be on it, and I said, so you want to have a bunch of comics podcasters, and I'm the one who doesn't put out a regular show, and I don't read very many comics by the big two companies, Marvel and DC, that put them out, and yet you want me on your show. Why is that? <laughs> and they said, no, 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 we really want you on there. So, so I did it, and it, it was put out by the guys who do the Uncanny X cast, um, like Uncanny X-Men. So it's at their site, and I put up a link at the I Read Comics blog, and it was fun. We actually had a really good time, and I came in second, um, only because it was a scored thing. So oh, it was okay. like a panel discussion. You got points for your answers, and the other guy, Ron from iFanboy, and I tied, so we flipped a coin to see who actually won. That's fair. Um, so that was really fair. But I, the reason I'm telling you this story is that um, the first question that we were all asked was, uh, if you we're going to rob a convenience store. What superhero would you dress up as in order to get away with it? So I thought about this for a while, and this was my answer, and you can listen to the show, and this is exactly what I said, that I can't think of a regular superhero that I'd want to dress up as to get away with a robbery. I want to pick a real-life superhero, and that's William Shatner. <laughs> because William Shatner, at this point in his life, could do anything. He could rob bank. He could declare himself, you know, president of the United States. I said, William Shatner is at the point where he could run into the Vatican and push the Pope off the throne. <laughs> Take the Pope hat and put it on his head. 
<laughs> and go, I'm the new Pope. And people would go, ooh, ooh. William Shatner is the new Pope. All right. And they'd be really happy about Rockin'. that. Rockin'. We got a Jew for Pope. Exactly. <laughs> so that was my answer is that I'd be William Shatner because Bill can get away with anything. Um, and how many points did they give you for that? A lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was really good. So anyway, that was my answer. That's good and good good work. Well done, well Captain done. Kirk. Well done, Captain Kirk. <laughs> I just had to work William Shatner in there somewhere. Well, that yeah. was the perfect answer to that question. That was excellent. <laughs> okay. I think that's about it for now. I think that's a show. There's a lot of excitement. Um, so continue to check in at the blog. Always new stuff at the blog. Like... I have to tell you one more thing. Oh, yes, please. That Mike McGee said to mm -hmm. me when we were um, tootling around mm -hmm. getting down to San Jose. He said that he has told so many people about our podcast. And I thought, oh, goody, goody. Mm -hmm. Then he told me why. Why? He, he says, this is what podcasting can be. That something that is such a small niche <laughs> oh, can become popular <laughs> and have followers. <laughs> Yay us. We're minuscule. We're minuscule. <laughs> you know, it's like um, we used to say this when I worked at the record store all those years ago. Um, we, we, when bands were popular in different places, and um, the thing that a band would try to say to pump themselves up was, we're big in England. <laughs> because, you know, there aren't that many people in England, and if you have a following in England, it sounds really good, but it's actually well, a very well, that's like, thing. we're big in Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we're big in England. <laughs> I bet we are. We probably are. <laughs> so anyway, on that note. That's hilarious. Um, good night from your, your teeny-weeny minuscule podcast. That's right, because we're big in England. Welcome. Um, goodbye from our niche. We're crawling back into the crack in the wall. We're crawling back into, crawling back into our, our tiny niche, and we, we thank you for crowding in there with us. <laughs>